you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. If you're a nerd, happy pie day. If you're a basketball fan, hope your bracket prep is going well. We'll try to give you some ideas. Zay will try to give you some thoughts, some tips. Everybody thinks they've got their way of doing it. We'll see who uh, who ends up as the winner this year. We've even got a contest you can enter. It's Chad and Zay on this Tuesday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He's got his brackets ready, almost. What's up, Zay? Not even close. <laughs> I'm going to wait till the very last minute, Chad. The very last minute. You know how I do things. All right, so are you a one-time, one-bracket, laminated, and that is gospel guy, or are you a seven different brackets, one of them's done by your inner child, one of them's done by this side of your personality? Which one are you? I'll do seven brackets, but it'll all be the same. Really? It'll all be the same. What? <laughs> Why would you need to do multiple brackets if it's all the same? Well, different leagues and stuff, kind of like fantasy oh, okay. football. Okay, so you lock yourself in, right? But then you're gonna you'll you'll send it out to a lot of places. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of money that gets thrown around this time of the year, no doubt. A la fantasy football. So I'm in different leagues, got same bracket but mm-hmm. different leagues. There's also TVs that get thrown around this time of year. That's right. Not thrown around, but like TVs that get. You know, one and 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 then collected. You can go to hornfm.com and get in on our bracket contest. Obviously, get it done by Thursday. Tip time. First tip time is usually what eleven ten. Uh, oh, by the way, here's another way to know that tonight and tomorrow night is not the tournament. Zay, winner brackets too. It should be early Thursday. Exactly. So if the brackets are due Thursday at eleven ten tonight and tomorrow night, can't be tournament games. By definition. Yeah, they don't count. Right? Everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. That's the logic of it. And finally, the tournament figured that out a couple years ago. Okay, it's not the first round. Really? Is it not the first round? We had no idea. All right, so there are a couple play-in games tonight, which we will mention. We will also ask you for any bracket tips that you have that can maybe help the people that you'd be willing to share. And most importantly, we will have our man Zay... Basketball expert extraordinaire, Isaiah Collier. I'm going to build up his reputation as I tell you what he's going to yeah, do today. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm yeah, going to yeah. get every pick wrong this Come year. on now. Uh, <laughs> Zay's going to tell you some bracket tips that he has gathered uh, throughout his many years filling out brackets. Uh, every year there's always some interesting stuff of, you know, if you believe in this number, you don't want to do this. If you believe in this, you want to pick this seed. Uh, so we will get to all of that. Of course, Texas men getting ready for Colgate coming up. Thursday at 6.30. A lot of folks around these parts starting to look up Colgate and figure out what they are. They are certainly a team that can shoot. Don't leave them open, because if you do... They're going to hit shots, and they're going to hit a lot of them. Uh, so we're going to be breaking them down as the uh, as Get the out week the zone, goes on. Jim Beheim. No zone. After they hit 10 on you, get out the zone. Yeah, don't. No? Okay, eight more for that ass. <laughs> That's 80 to 60 in the carrier dome. Rule number one, don't stay in a zone the whole game. Like that- I'm, If I'm the AD for Syracuse, you're fired right after that. <laughs> like, look, Jim, I love what you've done. It's been a great 40-something years, 47 years. 2003 was lovely. Carmelo Anthony, what he's done for you know our university, thank you for that one year. Pearl Washington was cool, cool, but boy, 18 threes, 19 threes, that's a joke yeah. against 
a Patriot League team. I don't care how well they shoot. That's a joke. Run them off the line. Because I know in football they talk about zone with man principles. You can do that in basketball too, right? Yeah, matchup zone. You can have a zone that also has a little man to it. Yeah, it's called the matchup zone. As in, hey, that man's shooting a three. We should probably do something about that man right there. Uh, Colgate has the men that will shoot the threes. I was looking at stats today. They have put up less threes than Texas this year, but they are better at shooting it than Texas is. They're up at like 40 41% as a team. Just, just saying. Yeah, okay. So just doing a lot of games with Roger Wallace this year for the high school ranks. Mm-hmm. From Westlake, Maynard, now Bowie. All those gyms compete with Colgate's gym. Is that right? Yeah. So the depth perception is marvelous. <laughs> like, it's a small little high school type gym. And those goals, like, you know it's a tiny gym, Chad, when you don't have rolling goals. When your goals hang and you could go to the wall and, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you could flick them on and they come, they drop yeah. and they go up. That's how you know the gym's small. Now, Cameron Indoor Stadium, that's they have that. But, with Duke, but they're old school. But it's Duke. We know it's what yeah. It is. They, they got it's you know they have their own tradition. They got five and four stars. Big difference. So Colgate playing that you know a big arena. Even though it's Des Moines, Iowa, it'll be way it's bigger. still gonna be an arena. Be bigger than what yeah, they yeah bigger with. than what they usually deal with in the Patriot League. Now there's some you know different universities and teams that have bigger arenas. Lehigh does. I want to say West Point does also. So they've they've been able to shoot going on the road. Their record is really good, especially in their conference. Mm-hmm. But still, that they haven't played the caliber of Texas at all this season. And when they did, they got beat by 30, and Texas is better than Auburn. So we know it's a tournament. Anything can happen. Sure. But they're, they're facing the squad – in a different environment that they haven't seen this year. And obviously Texas has been playing some really good defense lately and throughout the season have been taking the best players from the other team out at uh, in big moments. So we'll see if they can do that to Colgate. We'll be talking about that matchup this week. Also, before we start digging into brackets, let's give a couple Longhorns some love. UT uh, sent out word today. A couple of Longhorn basketball players ended up on the NABC All-District 8 first and second team I'll try to explain. The National Association of Basketball Coaches has 24 different districts in D1. District 8 is basically all 10 institutions of the Big 12. Not sure why they call it District 8 and don't just call it the Big 12 district or something like that. But this is essentially an all Big 12 coaches first and second team. Congratulations to Marcus Carr. He is on the first team. Congratulations to Timmy Allen, who is on the second team. Other first-team members are Adam Flagler of Baylor, Keontae Johnson, K-State, Marquise Noel, K-State, and Jalen Wilson of Kansas. On the second team, along with Timmy Allen, Grady Dick, Kansas, Keontae George, Baylor, Gabe Kalsher, Iowa State, and Mike Mills of TCU. So, a first team and a second team from the coaches, Zay, for uh, for a couple of Longhorns. Any any thoughts? Um, congrats to both Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen. You could tell that some old school coaches picked these teams because Serge Barry Rice, who I thought got hosed from second team all Big 12, even though he got six man of the year, I think he should have been on this list as second team. But as you know this, Chad, all the guys that you just named 
all of them start. That's what I was, yeah, right. You all can, of them start. You can feel it. So a guy like like Jabari Rice, it's not like they're dogging Jabari Rice, but in their minds, the all-first team and all-second team are starters. Right. Consistent every-night starters. Yeah, which is a psyche that players have to get out their head and coaches have to get out their head because that doesn't mean you're better, you know, just because you start – you know, Dylan Mitchell has been starting every single game. Every single game this year, Dylan Mitchell has started. And I don't think he's had a starting season, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't mean anything. I don't like how they went about it that way. But, again, Timmy Allen, what he provides to a team with his toughness, his defense, his leadership, you know, you could go to him at certain times and he'll give you a bucket. We just know these last three games, the Horns offense looks so good. It makes you think, it makes you a little nervous how Timmy Allen's going to be inserted back into the lineup. But, yeah, congrats to both guys. And I just wish that, you know, Serge Barry Rice got a little bit of love in there, too. Because, yeah. again, he had a better season than Gabe Kausher. Well, and I can, you know, throughout the season when whatever it was, road game, home game, the national media coverage, they'd end up talking about Rice every game. Yeah. Every game. Sometimes it was about the shot fake, but sometimes it was just about him off the bench and the energy he provided and how good he was for Texas. So I think you're right. The, the coaches and some of the voters, whether it's media members or coaches, maybe need to expand their their mindset on uh, on what that needs to be. But congratulations to Carr. Congratulations to Allen. And since we're mentioning Timmy Allen, there was a CBS insider yesterday, John Rothstein, that tweeted out, Timmy Allen will be available for the Longhorns first round tournament game per a school spokesperson. Uh, and, of course, didn't play in the Big 12 tournament. So it does look like Timmy Allen uh, will be available to Texas on Thursday evening. Zay, we kind of hit it yesterday, but as you sit here today, A, would you leave Timmy Allen on the bench to start, and and B, do you think Rodney Terry will leave him on the bench to start? I would leave him on the bench to start, yes. I do not think Coach Terry will do that. You think he'll go back to where it was? Right, okay. right. I thought this past weekend, these last three games, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Kansas, a lot of people got to eat that we haven't seen this year and the spacing and the offenses that they were running and how they were utilizing guys together. You know, that's the big thing. There's just certain Mm -hmm. matchups and certain guys that don't play well together. And it's not because they're bad players. It's just because what they bring to the table, it, it doesn't mix on what you're trying to do offensively and sometimes defensively. And those two guys are Dylan Mitchell and, and uh, uh, Timmy Allen. When both of those guys are in at the same time, somebody's going to struggle because they have a similar game, even though Timmy Allen is more polished offensively. And when I say similar, I mean they're not going to shoot threes. So as a defensive player, I know I don't have to close out when they catch the ball on the perimeter at all. Like, I'll mm-hmm. shoot it. That's one of those, we'll live. That's when you hear that on the bench. Oh, we'll live. It tells the defense they can sag in. Yeah, sag and then help out on guys like Dylan DeSue. Help out on Marcus Carr. When Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter come off those high ball screens, you can help. And when they swing it and it goes to a Timmy Allen or Dylan Mitchell and those guys are on the perimeter, which you want spacing, so most likely they're going to be on the perimeter, you're not going to run out to contest. You're just going to let it happen. So – Having Serge Jabari Rice there 
Instead, you could put Dylan Mitchell on that baseline and have him kind of just roam up and down the baseline based on who gets the ball and based on the dribble penetration. But Serge Ibari Rice, as good as a three-point shooter that he is, you got to respect it. So you're going to have to close out on him instead of Timmy Allen, where now or where if you got Timmy Allen coming off the bench, he'll probably come in for a Dylan Mitchell and you have Timmy Allen and what he could do offensively. Sometimes that's ISO, which once he gets the ball in ISO, there has to be movement on that other side, and he has to be quick. He, he has to make his moves because I know he's reading the offense, I mean, reading the defense and trying to find his looks, but a lot of the time, you know, they just stand there when Timmy Allen has the ball. That's mm-hmm. no good. It's different standing there when Marcus Carr and Dylan DeSue are in their two-man game. And we saw this past weekend, Arterio Morris and uh, Serge Barry Rice, they were spotting up watching the action on the other side because there's action on the other side mm-hmm. involving two players. Like pick and roll game, a lot has to happen with those other three guys helping that aren't involved in the pick and roll defensively. A lot. Like you better be in the right spot because if Dylan DeSue or one of the bigs, if they slip it, and both of those guys stay on the Marcus Carr, whoever has the ball at the moment, then that guy on the bottom better rotate. And then the other guys better rotate with that. So with the lack of shooting that Dylan Mitchell and Timmy Allen provides, it's just it's a lot easier to help. And I'm not again, they are better with Timmy Allen on the court than they are without him, or just playing in general right. than they are without him. And that's what makes this Horns team so scary. You have so many different lineups that you could work with based on who your opponent is. So if you're playing the team that's a little bit smaller, then I'm going to play Dylan DeSue and Christian Bishop a lot of minutes. And Timmy Allen might play a little three for me. But Timmy Allen needs to know once he catches the ball, he has to be quick with his moves. Real quick. And mm-hmm. Dylan DeSue, same thing with him. He has When Timmy Allen's in the game, he'll probably shoot more jumpers. Like, he's done really good of catching the ball, reverse pivot, kind of, you know, squaring his man up on a jab step and just shooting that wing jumper. He's been really good at that, especially as late, as of late. So, you know, Christian Bishop's been playing so well, too. And mm-hmm. Arterio Morris, I love what he's provided. So I don't know if Timmy Allen, like I mentioned the Roshan Johnson thing yesterday, I don't know if Timmy Allen's going to have that Rojo moment where he could go up to the coach and be like, hey, coach, I'm okay coming off the bench. I'm okay coming off the bench. Now, if they start him, which I think they're going to do, this is the perfect game to start him in and to get you know his feet wet and to get back rolling because he's going to be a little bit rusty. He's mm-hmm. missed a week. you right. know. He's going to be a little bit rusty, and plus he knows how good his team was without him. He knows that. He's no fool. So you think the matchup with Colgate might be a good time if you're going to put him back in, probably a good matchup to do Yeah, it. work out those kinks. Right, and then maybe against A&M or Penn State, Maybe you go back to Nah, you, you, I don't think you go back. No. If you win the game, you keep you, know, going. you keep going. You okay. keep going because that's just how, you know, you got to stay consistent that way cuz it's only 2 days. True. Uh I'm all, also interested to see how coach Terry deals with, you know, just deals with all the situations. Once you get into the tournament, sometimes those timeouts need to come quicker. Sometimes you don't need to let your team play through something because then it's too late. Right. At the back end, everything is magnified. A six-point lead is a bigger deal now than it is earlier in the season. So sometimes you think, all right, I might call a timeout if we're down 10. In a tournament, to me, it maybe needs to be six or eight. Right. Don't let it get to that point. You might need to stop it early. Yeah, good point. And 
you got some pressure on you, Chad. A lot of this national media is picking you to go to the Final Four. You got guys like Dick Vitale picking you to get in the championship game. Oh, poor Dick Vitale. This Dickie V. You know what I'm saying? So He sat on, he sat right there for both Kansas games, so he's completely brainwashed. Oh, right yeah. Now. yeah. He, he, he loved think, what he saw. He thinks Texas is the best team he's ever seen. Yeah, and what you love about those two Kansas games, Chad, you beat that Kansas team easily with Timmy Allen, and you beat them without Timmy Allen. Mm-hmm. Now, the game you beat them without Timmy Allen, they didn't have Bill Self, which, Hall of Fame coach, and that's a big deal. And, and, and Kevin McCullough. And didn't have McCullough, yeah. Yeah. And rem- remember that when you're picking your bracket, folks. Yep. That's true. Because I've been saying it all year. I've watched so much Kansas basketball. Like, I feel like a Jayhawk fan myself how much I've watched them just being in the Big 12. Kevin McCullough is the X factor to that team. He is so good defensively and offensively, and he takes so much pressure off of everybody because he's a vet. He, I want to say he was on those beer teams that were going to the Final Four. He might have been really young, like a freshman, but he was around those really good Texas Tech coach beer teams, and he was on that team last year that was good with Mark Adams. Like, he's seen a lot of good basketball, and now when they put the ball in his hands more, they're just that much better. So if he's dealing with these back spasms and you got – Arkansas, Illinois, who could beat a lot of teams and have played a tough schedule this year being in the Big Ten and SEC, you could get got. Okay, so before we hit this break, we're going to be getting some uh, bracket tips from Zay throughout the show. Let's go ahead and just start with Kansas since you mentioned them. And obviously a Texas fan could have a different opinion to Kansas right now because of the way they handled them in those two games. So right now, your gut. Does it tell you that Arkansas or Illinois is taking them out, or do you have Kansas going on a run? I got Arkansas or Illinois taking them out. You do? Okay, you yeah. have a second-round loss for Kansas. Yes. All right. So your tip would be don't overcook Kansas. Right. Don't go crazy about Kansas. They're not going that far. Right. Okay. I mean, the Bill Self thing worries me because they're literally plugging his heart <laughs> For what the clogged arteries thing? Yeah, put two, so stint, how, two stints in there. So you know how emotional you have to be as a coach. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, just the pregame speech of getting your guys hyped and mentally prepared to play. Like, for his health sake, there's certain things that he probably can't do. Or the doctor said, yo, you probably, if you want to coach, you might want to take it down a few notches. And Bill Self, Knowing him, he probably only has one way. So that that's that's gonna be in the back of their minds. And they're not a deep team. They're not. Like after Wilson and KJ and Grady Dick, McCullough and, and Harris, it's slim. Yesafu, yeah, I I know he had that really good game against Texas at Allen Fieldhouse, but he's only averaging around four a game. Pettiford too, yeah. You know, they don't have a very deep bench, so they need everybody, including their Hall of Fame coach. So just as a tip, an extra tip maybe, if you have Arkansas or Illinois beating Kansas in your bracket, then do you have that team out in the next round just to protect yourself? Oh, that means they would play UConn's UConn. UConn's the four, St. Mary's is the five? Or do you still like that team to keep going? Man, you like an Arkansas tough. or Illinois to keep going? It's tough because, man, they haven't played together very much, right. Arkansas. But 
when they're all healthy, which they are now, they're scary. We'll continue to break it down because I didn't even mention the 13 seed Iona. I know you have some special thoughts on 13 seeds. Rick Patino. We will get to that's true. And then there's a guy who knows a little bit about basketball uh, coaching that team. So we'll get some uh, tips from Zay. If you have any bracket uh, tips for us and for the people, let us know. We got a uh, text from somebody that says, my wife won that TV last year for the best bracket. There you go. Thank you, Purple, uh, purple Buffalo yeah, yeah. Take Daddy. These tips. Take these tips with a grain of salt, because my wife won last year, too. So, And your dad reminded you of that yeah, this year. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm, so don't put your mortgage on me. It is that time of year. For months and months, there are people in your life that probably couldn't even tell you there are college basketball games on. But then all of the sudden, all of the sudden we hit yesterday, or excuse me, we hit Sunday, and then your mama, your aunt, your hairdresser, and the dude at the bar that hasn't said a word to anyone all of a sudden knows exactly how to pick a 4-13 matchup in the tournament. That's wild. It's bizarre how this happens. Everybody becomes an expert all of a sudden. It's nuts. Yo, the freshmen, I know they're going to have jitters, but with what Arterio Morris showed us against Kansas— mm-hmm. Like, Kansas, they haven't seen an alley-oop that nasty, Chad, since Bobby Hurley threw it to Grant Hill in 91. Ooh, that was a good alley-oop. That was the nastiest alley-oop maybe in college basketball history. That's the one that made the dude on the bench freak out. Remember that face that he made? Yeah, Bobby Hurley says, I thought I threw it out of bounds. The, When they asked Bobby Hurley that, he said, I thought I threw that smooth out of bounds. Grant Hill went and got it. And I know OG Kansas fans when Serge Ibari Rice threw that thing and Arterio Morris looked like he almost hit his head. He looked like, when he dunked it, he looked like he had to like duck a little bit. Like yeah. You could see his like head kind of curved to the side because he was that high. I, I knew they had some PTSD of that yep. uh, Duke game back in 91. I thought he airmailed it. I really did. You thought it was a bad pass? Yeah, real, real time, I thought, ooh, that might be a little boom. Never mind. Yo, Never mind. I thought he just missed it. Yo, I scared my wife. Like, she was upstairs. <laughs> she was like, what happened? What happened? Like, I got so hyped. That was vicious. That was big time. You got to play Arterio Morris. This, he, you're going to need him. He was terrific in the Big 12 tournament. Somebody said, here's a tip. Texas versus Shaka for the Natty. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's an interesting bracket. That'd be Marquette coming from the left side, Texas coming from the right. Is that what you have in your bracket? Let us know. Specs text line is 337-3776. Also up next, there's a lot of NFL stuff out there, including the Cowboys re-signing a star on defense and three backup quarterbacks and where they're going to be in 2023. Don't move. It's the horn. Chad and Zay. I like the percussion. I don't recognize it yet, but I do like the percussion. Mmm. Alright. Now I kind of recognize the song. Yeah, this is a 90s club classic. Yeah. Um, is it a group? No. Individual. Man, I do not know. I will throw out Taylor Dane's name. I don't know. 
No idea. Crystal Waters. Crystal Waters. <laughs> My bad, Crystal. 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely rec- recognize it. Never never committed that one to memory. Crystal Waters gets us started today. We're getting great text in on the Specs text line. Read those to you in a second. 337-3776. Also, thank you to our 782 subscribers on the YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. YouTube.com slash at the Horn Austin. If you haven't checked out Rodney Terry meeting with the media after the selection uh, show on Sunday, you got that. You got all the shows. You got little podcasts. You got uh, some you know rants from us. You got all kinds of stuff on there. Different videos. The guys out at the golf courses doing the golf. Uh, you know, golf club tour, the tour of Central Texas. Uh, I'm showing four different videos there. If you want to check out the Mo Willie video, the Horseshoe Bay video, Lions Club, or UT Golf Club, those are all up there right now. So thanks to everybody for subscribing to that YouTube page, and thanks to uh, all of our great texters. This text says, I have Texas winning it all, all capital letters. Hook 'em horns emoji. That's what I'm talking about. No homerism at all. Not at all. This one says, UConn is a fraud. No. You and I were talking about the UConn thing during the break. You want to throw out that little tip to the people? UConn, or I'm sorry, Rick Pitino's coaching staff, uh-huh. Iona, one of their coaches who's in charge of the scouting report for the first game against UConn was a former UConn coach. Ooh. So it's one of those, did I teach you everything I know kind of thing. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Okay. Keep that one in now, mind. The Rick Pitino thing kind of scares me because he's answering questions about St. John's and stuff. Like his next, you know, coaching spot. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like those distractions. You don't need that. And he tried to play dumb, and they were like, "Yeah, but you know, how do you feel about St. John's?" He was like, "Oh, I haven't been to St. John's in 31 years. I couldn't even tell you where the campus is at. I would oh have to. God. I would have to use Google Maps or something Come to get on, there." Rick. I'm like, "Rick, all right, relax. You know exactly yeah, where St. John's is." Let's calm down a little bit. <laughs> Uh, somebody else texted Texas versus Purdue in the championship game. Close game, 68-67 Purdue. Sorry, Horns fans. Well, they may have already filled out their bracket then if they've got that as the uh, as the final score. And our man CB, Chris Bennett, the legend, Horn bracket filled out and submitted from all the way out there in Washington State. Best of luck, Chris Bennett. He was asking, hey, can I still win the TV even if I'm not right there? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. We'll figure out a way to get it to you. Um, and someone else uh, texts in, LOL, the Jets are turning into the Packers. Old-ass Randall Cobb. They picked him up too? I must have. That just uh, that just came in on a text. I saw Lazar. They picked him up, but what? That'll, Randall Cobb? That'll help us transition into the NFL. I hadn't seen the Randall Cobb thing yet, but maybe that is going down, and uh, there is word that, uh, that Alan Lazard is um, – Kind of in the crosshairs of the uh, of the Jets, which is making people think about Aaron Rodgers. Here's your Aaron Rodgers update, by the way. No one, Schefter included, will go all the way and say it's happening, but he says it's maybe on the way. And then there was a tweet. The only thing we've heard from Aaron Rodgers, uh, what's his name? Rasul? Is it Rasul Butler? Is that it? No, it's uh, Rasul. I think that's his name. Rasul Shepard. Rasul du- Rasul Douglas. I think he's the name of the Packers. Someone tweets at him, a media member tweets at him, or tweets out like, hey, we're hearing all these guys from the Jets comment, tweet out about wanting uh, wanting Aaron Rodgers. Why don't we see the Packers tweeting out about wanting him just as bad? And Rasul tweets back at him, because we have his number. 
because we have his number. We could text him if we want to. Right. And Rogers responded to that, and all he put was Sue with some kind of emoji. Sort of like giving his guy a little love about, oh, yeah, you got him, burn, or whatever. Right. But that was it. So that's all we've heard from Aaron Rodgers. But the thought is that he's uh, still headed for New York, and these two guys that were with him previously, maybe being with the Jets, could be uh, an indicator there. But I had not seen the Randall Cobb story, so thank you to a texter there. I mean, if I'm a millionaire like Aaron Rodgers is, and I date millionaire women like Aaron Rodgers does, and like celebrity women that are in the limelight, obviously New York makes sense. But from a football standpoint, it doesn't. It just doesn't. The AFC is ridiculous right now. And going to a conference, hell, going to a division where I don't know how many times we've said it, Chad. I, you might not be the best quarterback in that division and you're Aaron Rodgers. Like, I take Josh Allen over Rodgers. Age is the biggest thing with that. Mm-hmm. But at this point, they're right there. I know Josh Allen had a bad year. And Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP, but Aaron Rodgers ain't have the best year. And they were running the football a lot more uh, this past season with Dylan and mm-hmm. uh, Jones. So him going to the Jets and having to deal with that and then face Belichick, knowing Belichick is going to scheme the hell out of you for two games because that's what he does, whatever Mac Jones does in his third year, we'll see. But Belichick, he's going to be prepared for you on a defensive end. Yeah, that's You might true. win, but he's going to be prepared. And you got to face the Dolphins, who just picked up Jalen Ramsey. So you're looking at receivers, love Garrett Wilson, y'all know that, but Jalen Ramsey, Garrett Wilson, that's a tough matchup for the second-year player coming in 2023. So you're dealing with all those things if you move on to the Jets while you stay – And Green Bay, you just got to deal with Kirk Cousins. Play play with Kirk Cousins, you Aaron Rodgers. Jared Goff, play with Jared Goff, you Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, come on. So we know the Vikings had a really good season this past year, but in a way, a lot of people say they're fraud. And then the Lions, they were right there, which they caused the Green Bay Packers not to make the playoffs with that last game of the season. So they're on the up and up for Dan Campbell's crew. But as a football player, this doesn't make sense for Aaron Rodgers. For just Aaron Rodgers, the human being, this makes all the sense in the world. A lot of text coming in. This says Randall Cobb helps Aaron's feng shui in the room. That's why you'd want Randall Cobb. Uh, and again, the reports are now that the they may be the Jets may be looking at Lazard and Randall Cobb. I have not seen this one confirmed though. Some someone texted breaking news: Jordy Nelson out of retirement, signing with the Jets. <laughs> That's well done. That is well done. Yo, I know Donald Driver and Greg Jennings got some years left, too. Oh, my God. Uh, somebody says, and possibly Mercedes Lewis. I don't know if that's true, too, but maybe <laughs> they're just going to bring everybody in. Uh, that's funny. Maybe he just likes wearing green, or maybe he's just dumb. Uh, also, Garrett Wilson had to do a little bit of apologizing. He got really excited when he thought someone had tweeted out that it was done. And then he tweets out this excitement tweet and then realizes, oh, wait, it wasn't official. And then he had to come back and say he was sorry. Sorry to who? So just he's like, oh, no, sorry, I got, I got a little excited. Just got a little excited. Ah, oh, you ain't got to apologize, Gary. Go enjoy your vacation, dog. Dude, they got to be careful with Aaron Rodgers. He's just, it's, there's this weird instability about him. You just got to make sure you get him first. Yo, Garrett Wilson's probably thinking, if I go over a thou, 
with Flacco, Mike White, Zach right. Wilson. Think about what Aaron Rodgers would do with me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hell yeah, I get that excited. Garrett, don't apologize to nobody. You have every right to be excited. Now, maybe you should do some more research before you go and tweet and stuff yeah. and, you know, talk to the but front the, office people, yeah. which you got their number, they got yours. I'm pretty sure they would let him know before it gets out, like, hey, yeah. it's happening. You would think so, but apparently it, was an, it wasn't like Schefter, but it was a national dude that, that tweeted it out, and Wilson just kind of misinterpreted, I guess, what he had thrown out there. So uh, we'll keep your eyes on that story. Also, if you're a Cowboys fan, Zay, you were talking about this guy the other day. Cowboys have re-signed uh, Donovan Wilson. Yes, sir. Three-year deal, I believe is what I read. Yeah, three years, $24 million. So Donovan Wilson back with the Cowboys. We also now know Connor McGovern is official gone and apparently he's come to an agreement with the Bills. So McGovern leaves the offensive line, but Donovan Wilson coming back is a big deal. Um, I forgot he was a sixth round pick. Man, you talk about making the most of your opportunity. Donovan Wilson's become a, a very important part of that defense and the Cowboys rewarded him for it. Absolutely. You know Jerry's loyal and the guy, he just brings a different type of physicality to Dan Quinn's defense, a little bit of old school, you know, safety feel. And yeah, I definitely think he deserves it. I love the way he plays. I'm glad they kept him. I thought, again, he's just a big part of that defense to go along with Parsons and Diggs and Lawrence. So yeah, this is a good move. And you want to keep that defense, you know, I feel like they're going to take a little bit of a step back just because it's natural. Mm-hmm. But. You want to keep that defense with as many sound players as possible, and Wilson's one of them. Yeah, they may lose Van Der Esch, depending on what That's the, fine. that may be about to happen. I, he had a good season, but he's just too injury-prone to give him a deal to keep him for a little bit longer. Yeah, Donovan Wilson, one of two Cowboy defenders that had a stat in every single stat they keep on defense. At least one in every single one. Yeah. I'm assuming the other guy's Parsons. I didn't see the other name, but Wilson's one of the two. He had some hits this year where you're like, yo, don't get up. Yeah. I like, I, I'm, I don't know why you would get up from these type of hits that he be playing on guys. I, I love the way he plays because we're in an era where you can't hit nobody. Right. You can't touch nobody. I can tell you for sure, all the way back to his days at A&M, there have always there been a question from here, here and there about the coverage stuff and that needed to develop. Donovan's been thumping since day one. Yeah. That dude can hit, and he was hitting – early uh, in the college career as well. Is that why he got drafted so late when he was at A&M, just coverage and yes. not being at the right assignment? His last, and his last year at A&M, he got burned. There was, a, there was some things on film that he got burned uh, in coverage. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That's what, that's what caused him to slip. But now he's, he's worked on those things, and he's a big part of that defense. So good for him on a new deal. You yeah, ma- so many guys that just have the talent, sometimes – they're not in the playbook like they should. Or you, when you come in from high school and everything just comes easy because you're a superior athlete and then you get to college and, you know, sometimes you get exposed and everybody has, you know, everybody learns differently and some guys pick up things faster than others. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think now in the NFL with somebody like Dan Quinn putting them in the right spots, I think he's thrived. Yeah, no doubt. Sixth round. 
I know. What a steal. No, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing story for him. Uh, so he gets uh, re-upped on that deal. You mentioned Mike White a second ago. Let's go over some backup quarterbacks real quick before the break. Mike White's going to be in Miami, correct? Yes. Backing up Tua. He'll, yeah, you keep reading them off. He may get up. Uh, we're getting to your guy. <laughs> keep reading them off, he'll baby. Get, he'll get an opportunity there because of Tua coming back from the injury probably. Uh, we'll see how that works. Um, now to your guy. Taylor Heineke has found a new home. He's going to Atlanta. Desmond Ritter, your spot's taken. He'll be already. Be- week five, maybe week six. You have six weeks, Desmond Ritter, to do something. Mm-hmm. Because that dude breathing down your neck that just got paid 20 mil to be a backup, you know he got some moxie. Taylor Heineke with Washington. 12-11-1 when he <laughs> played, 3-8 and eight when he didn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three and eight. That's what he's a winner, he Chad. Again, slightly a win. 12, 11, and one. That's not fantastic, but they were three and eight when he didn't play. Man, it's the commanders. I know. It is. You're right. You saw what they were ranked on our little uh, the player rankings that we read out. Worst in the league. So Heineke, Snyder's a joke. Heineke in Atlanta, and he'll get a shot. How about Sam Darnold in San Francisco? One year deal. Purdy and Lance both coming off injuries. Sam Darnold is going to get a chance to prove maybe he can be a quarterback in this league again. That's interesting. One-year deal. One year with Shanahan. At the minimum, one year learning from Shanahan. Yeah. Keep an eye on Sam Darnold. I like that. And uh, my guy, Jameis Winston, did decide to take the Saints up on their offer. They reworked a deal. He's still coming off that ACL, obviously. But he will be back in New Orleans Theoretically backing up Derek Carr, although I don't know that they've officially let go of Andy Dalton yet, but I think the idea is that he will back up Carr in New Orleans. Jameis is staying in the Big Easy. Yo, if you could swallow your pride, being a backup quarterback is one of the greatest jobs in the world, in the NFL especially, and Jameis Winston, we know he likes his crab legs. Come on, how can you beat the crab legs in New Orleans? Yeah, right. Yeah, if you like food. If you like food. You're into seafood. And he's going to pack up a little weight, too, because I ain't going to be worried about that too much. He ain't starting. Yeah. Well, and Jameis Winston, in terms of packing on a little weight, that's not going to hurt Jameis. Yeah, he's always had a dad bod, That's huh? a big frame dude anyway. Yeah. Right? He's had the Ben Roethlisberger body for a while. He's all right. You would think if Jameis Winston just had maybe better – workout plan or did better drills when he worked out he'd be a better QB with all the intangibles being the number one pick former Heisman Trophy winner you saw it all for the time that you know he was in Tampa Bay he still threw 30 touchdowns even though he had the 30 interceptions 30 and 30 yeah 30 and 30 but you see the flashes and then you go and see those ridiculous drills that he'd be doing on social media and stuff and you're like I haven't seen any elite quarterback do what Jameis is doing, yeah. ever. I was excited when I first saw that he was doing that stuff, and then I had the thought you had, which was, now is he just going too far? Is he trying too hard? Is he doing stuff that's not going to matter? Because, like, standing on the yoga ball with the cards flying in the air, like, <laughs> it's impressive in a way, but then I think, is that really what? Is that how you yeah, do Is that going to be applied to the game is when you're getting how, chased by Aaron Donald? Is that how it's done? I, I don't know. Uh, Jameis will stay in New Orleans. A lot of NFL on the board, and tomorrow is when the official NFL season starts, and a lot of these things that have been agreed to can become official. But there's a lot of stories flying out there. Speaking of stories, up next in the crap bag, we'll get you updated on the Ja Morant story and the Michael Irvin getting kicked out of the Super Bowl coverage story. That's got an update, too. And a new video. We'll tell you about it on the horn.
Chad and Zay. All right, we have the guitar fired up. Sounds like something I'd be into. It's a long lead-in. It's one of Zay's favorites. Hey, it's only 3.30, so there has to be... <laughs> we got to get to it. There has to be a voice right, sooner or later. Here we go. Come on. Drums are there. Guitar's there. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I want you to rock me, roll me, a little down to control me. Lita Ford. Was she in a group? Um, oh, that's, was that a group? Or no, or is it Vixen? Vixen, there we go. There it is. Sorry, my bad. My yeah, bad. I, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that. That's like you getting an offensive rebound Sorry. and putting it back. No, no, it wasn't. And Lita wasn't in that band, but it did kind of sound like Lita at first, but not. Yeah, okay. By the way, Chad, you followed your miss. I did. Shot the three, followed your miss, and I'm getting a layup. We'll take it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll take it. The blonde and Vixen is who I could not identify. Vixen was something back in the day. Vixen, were they hot? Vixen and Crystal Waters, they were, yeah. Attractive, big hair, but they could play. They absolutely could play. They had a big hit with that. Edge of a Broken Heart that Richard Marks wrote, but this was a little bit more on the oh, the, they're super the rocking hot. side, what? dude. They were awesome. They're they were bad as hell. They were awesome. I was in love with uh, her and then the drummer, the brunette on drums. Oh, Roxy Petrucci. Yeah, Woo-hoo. good stuff. But they had to be competing with like Hart and Blondie, even though it's different. Yeah, it was a little different by that time. They, uh, they Somebody ought to do like a good documentary on them because that's had to be a tough world, boy. That's an all-girl band in that world. You're going up, you know, L.A., Sunset Strip, and you're in the same era as, you know, Motley Crue and, and all that kind of stuff. It's had to be interesting. Uh, all right, so shout-out to Vixen. And just a side shout-out to Lita Ford because she's fantastic, too. Uh, Vixen and Crystal Waters getting us started today. I'm assuming the Vixen band members would be... Uh, complimented that I, th- I thought she was Lita Ford. All right. Um, lots of stuff going on today. Bracket-wise, we're getting bracket tips from Zay. More of that coming up at 1. Uh, tomorrow, in fact, speaking of brackets, tomorrow at 1230, we'll get our uh, national guy back on. Scott Spinelli, former coach, uh, former coach at BC. He's coached in the NBA. Uh, and as I'm reading today, has recruited such players as Chris Middleton, and he reminded us last week he did spend time at AM. Nice. Uh, so it was part of. Uh, he got Chris Middleton out of South Carolina to come to Texas. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so we can ask him about a lot of different things, get his thoughts on the bracket tomorrow. That's at 1230 tomorrow. And then we'll try to line up our normal guest, uh, Justin Wells of uh, Inside Texas at 105 and Chip Brown of Horns247.com at 205. I'm assuming Chip will be in Des Moines covering the, the Longhorn basketball team, but we will see. Where I, is Des Moines? Des Moines, Iowa. No, I know that, but like. Uh, in the, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at a map. To see exactly. Like, okay, because when we had Jeff Howe on, he said he was on the Sunday show with E and Pat and I. He said that he was flying in to Chi-Town. So, oh, I and see. And then driving. And going to so Des Moines. It must be on that. Yeah, actually, I think border, I just. I guess. Maybe I just answered the question. Jeff Howe may be, and we'll see how many people Horns247.com sends. I know Jeff is going, so maybe he's the guy uh, that'll be covering it for them. But we'll do that tomorrow as well. Let's get into the crap bag here. Update Ja Morant and Michael Irvin. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, 
Just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I felt like I was meeting a uh, meeting a star today, and Tom would say I was. Tom McKay of Audiovisual Consultations was in the studio. He's not the star. I met Camilla. I met the daughter. Oh. I'd never met her before. Yeah, spring break. Felt like I know her because of these spots, and he's been talking about her for so long and how successful she's been. I got to watch them talk about hockey and how she lives up in Boston and has become a Bruins fan, and it drives Tom crazy. What? It drives him nuts. I love it. I loved watching it. It was fun. That was really cool to meet her. So shout out to Tom and Camilla and listen for that new spot from Audiovisual Consultations. All right, Zay, let's update John Morant. We were talking about him yesterday, the strip club video that got out, or I guess it's video or maybe just a picture. Picture. The picture of that scene that got out. It is official now. He's entered counseling, a counseling program in Florida. Again, he's talked about his quote, dealing with stress and my and my overall well-being. Uh, he is communicating with team members. He's in group text, apparently. I don't know if he's in like prep meetings for games or anything, but he is communicating with guys. So I think we're now to the we don't we really truly don't know. I, even if he's coming back, I think we need to stop talking about when he comes back to a basketball team because I just I don't know. Yeah, now it's I've seen multiple reports saying they'd be surprised if he even came back. This season. Yeah. I think that includes the playoffs, which seems insane. I mean, we've been talking about it, seems like, all year with this Grizzlies team that's standing at the number two spot. They're good. They're really good. And John Moran, he's an all-NBA player. So without him, that's a first-round exit. With how good the West is this year, that's a first-round exit. And they might not have Steven Adams. They don't have Brandon Clark. He tore his ACL or Achilles, one of the two. So he's out for the rest of the year. And him and Ja had really good chemistry on the pick and roll. But, yeah, it's – I didn't think it was that bad, but then you see the you see the picture with all that money, Chad, just scattered around. I know those there's probably some ones there, but still, yeah. and you just hear all the other stories about him beating up a 17-year-old and people in his posse flashing their guns and pointing them at folks and stuff like it's it's one of the weirdest stories we've ever seen in sports. I know we've heard stuff about like guys like Vince Young spending a lot of money at Cheesecake Factories and Allen Iverson spending a lot of money. At oh the yeah, strip those club stories too. have been out. Yeah, forever. But, you know, but... and we're about to get to Michael Irvin. He has his own sure. stories yeah. when he was playing uh, his Cowboys days. But yeah, it's just. John Morant, what what do you have to prove? If I'm at this facility and I'm talking to him, it's like, dude, you're in the NBA. You've you're able to take care of your family, and you have a little child. You have a girl, little daughter. She might not be older than three. Like, think about her. Yeah. But then when you have a dad like the team Morant and how he carries himself, he's part of the problem. Yeah, and we just don't. I mean, again, it's it's kind of a perspective thing. Of we don't know. It's, it's the thing that hopefully people are learning through the years, you know, that just because you make the money and you're successful, that doesn't mean that doesn't t- that doesn't exempt you from the mental health side of it. And if he's really dealing with something, maybe it's good that he's getting some help now. Maybe it's good that he's getting this counseling. We've had stories from everything from DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Love in the NBA to Michael Phelps to Naomi Osaka. Um, what didn't Simone Biles was it Simone Biles? Who was it? The uh, wasn't there a gymnast? Maybe it's not, oh. not not Simone. 
Was it was Simone? Was it Simone? That yeah, had she, a little... she she uh, didn't. That's right. Yeah, she wasn't involved in one of the. It wasn't able to. Yeah, 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 to yeah, go yeah, through yeah, some yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah one so of them gym meets. Just a lot of that stuff out there. Let's hope he can you know find what he needs to find. Because the other thing that keeps haunting me about that picture we talked about yesterday, it's not the money on the floor. It's not the fact that he's getting a lap dance. There's nobody else in the picture. If you think about it, there's no other. T- it wasn't a team function. It wasn't a team. Let's go out and party. It felt lonely in one way if you look at it. And it's like, okay, wait, where was his mindset at that moment? All the money's there, all over this room, and there's a stripper, you know, giving him a lap dance. You don't think it was just like a private dance moment that may- was just captured in a big room? Maybe. I mean, yeah, right. It could have been that. It like you got been that. that. You got that much pull. Like, you know, when you watch mob movies and, you know, the maid dies, true. goes, all right, everybody get out. Yeah, yeah. And everybody just leaves. Like, he's that guy. He's yeah. bringing the money in, especially around his friends and stuff. He, he could say, you know what, guys? Instead of me going to the private room, y'all get out. Y'all leave. Y'all yeah, no, leave. You're right. You're right. I got this shrimp in front of me. I could eat on that. That's oh, true. girl, she doing her thing. It could have been. got all this money around. Like, I'm comfortable. Making his own champagne room. I got, <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah. I hope so. Like, I hope that's what it was. Let's hope he can find uh, kind of a good place. And then does he get back on the court soon, later, next year? Uh, That's where the John Morant thing is. He's entered counseling in Florida. Uh, And the update on the Michael Irvin story, I'm fascinated by this one because I am a Cowboys fan. Michael's one of my guys. And I know like people like to bag on Michael Irvin. It's an easy thing to do sometimes. But... Because he's so loud and boisterous and people just, for some reason, like to dog on Mike. Yeah, he's a Florida boy. But uh, now he's dismissed his lawsuit against Marriott and then refiled it against another person because they've realized that Marriott technically doesn't own the own the facility, which is weird to say. It's a Marriott. But there's someone else that specifically owns it, so he's going to refile the lawsuit. And they played the video today at a press conference. I did not watch every second of it, but... What I did watch, I think Michael Irvin would be happy to hear my reaction. I was bored watching it. I was bored. I was watching, that was a, a shot from way away. I didn't get any zoom ins or anything. And it was a hotel bar, not a lot of people walking around, but there were people kind of walking around the edges of this, this bar. And I think I'm watching Michael Irvin, and there's a woman that, you know, a Marriott employee, and. It's like six minutes, Zay, of them talking. I never saw anything that looked uncomfortable. I never saw anything that looked weird, strange, a slap, a hit, a push away, a storm off, any of that stuff. And at the end of the video, you can see Michael Irvin shake her hand, and then they they separate. And then an, a, an employee of the NFL watched that video and decided that things needed to escalate. Michael Irvin was kicked off NFL Network. Eventually he was kicked off ESPN, and I am thoroughly confused as to why. Yeah, and you know in sports when you see a player, you know, maybe in basketball get called for, like a Brock Cunningham, maybe get called for a certain foul that it doesn't look dirty, but it sometimes could come off as dirty due to the reputation. I think that's the situation you have here with the playmaker. Like I think he's which he's done such a good job of building back his reputation 
because we know in Dallas he was wilding. Oh yeah, like no doubt. The, we know the hotel room incident where they found all of that Lindsay Lohan in there. If y'all know what I'm talking about, sniff, oh, sniff. Oh yeah, yeah. And just different things. And now the fact that he's been able to be an analyst and be on NFL Network and ESPN, I know that means a lot to him because he could have went down a very dark path after he retired. And instead, he stayed around the game and, again, built his reputation up. So to have this happen, like I've seen video of him like crying about this situation because yeah. he knows like he's done so much to have something happen like this, to be so negative, that that hurts. And, yeah, I, I'm with you. I saw the video. Damn, look like nothing happened. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really confusing. And there were a couple guys that were sitting nearby, kind of sitting in the bar area. They have testified that it seemed like a normal interaction to them. In this video, I think I can figure out who those two guys are that are sitting kind of fairly close. You just be sitting there having a meal. And, oh, look, it's Michael Irvin. Uh, but Yeah, and you're going to keep your eyes on him because because he's Michael, Michael Irvin. Irvin. Oh my god. If it's I saw not- if I saw Michael Irvin in a hotel bar, it would be everything I could do not to go up and talk to him. I would try to stay cool, but I would be looking over every every time half a beat. I'd be looking over at what was going on. So I would be a witness to that whatever happened, good or bad, I'd be able to tell you. So what was he charged with? Cuz I'd be looking um that's the thing. I don't know if he was act- I'm not I'm not sure if he's actually been charged. He's just been accused of something in the NFL network or what the NFL person went out and said he's wrong and they kick him off right and they pulled him off NFL networks coverage and they and they sent him I think they kicked him out of the hotel kicked him off NFL networks coverage and then the ESPN ultimately kicked him off of their stuff too because you know he does first take and all the stuff with Stephen A so during the Super Bowl weekend when he probably gonna make some serious money absolutely yes during that Super Bowl lead-in Super Bowl week and and all that so that story continues to develop as well and uh, we'll see what happens now after that video is shown maybe there's another video maybe there's other parts of the video there's no sound they apparently there's no sound there's no zooming in or anything on the video Uh, so you can check that out at your leisure today if you're a Michael Irvin fan or if you're somebody that's interested in that story uh, and see where it goes coming up your one o'clock hour. We'll start with some bracket tips from Zay. The five twelve thing everybody always talks about. What about the four thirteen? Does Zay like any of those? More bracket tips coming up. Remember to go to hornfm.com and get into our bracket contest. More details coming on the horn.